Well, folks, we're finally on here, and you can see by what's going on. The screen is green behind me. I don't have my picture up. Uh, I have been trying for 15 minutes to go live using my system that I use every day. And, and for whatever reason, it would not pick it up. And, and I don't have any idea why. It just seems like I go three, four, five days and everything works fine. And then all of a sudden I have this issue and, and it goes crazy. So, you know, I see on one screen over there that, you know, there's all my stuff and everything, uh, which is, is my uh, video. But here's Facebook Live. I, I really wanted to get in here today and I wanted to make sure that I covered part two. I hope you caught some of the radio show this morning. We were on WBBP, WMBA this morning. Uh, it was really, really a, a, a great show. We covered a lot of stuff and, and, and it was just great. It was a great show. Uh, talked about the Fabian Society, which is, you know, part of the problem that I believe that our educational system is dealing with right now. And, and that has been going on for decades. And, and it's the underlying uh, destruction of our educational system in America in the way it educates people. We already know that people aren't educated in how to think. They're told what to think, memorize this, memorize that. And, and there is very little really uh, education in how to think. As we start every day of our program, we want to make sure that we send out our prayers today for you know all of those people that have been affected by this COVID and, and really what's going on. So we want to make sure our heartfelt prayers go out to everybody in, in that process. But anyway, I, I want to get into this today and, and I'm not going to be long because uh, today's goal is goal number two. Goal number one was save 20% of your income. We talked about that yesterday. I talked about it extensively today on, on the radio show uh, at, at uh, 9, 10 this morning to 10 o'clock. Uh, and that will be on Facebook because I recorded it live uh, and it is on Facebook on, on my main page. And I will share that around later today. Uh, so that will be available. But when I think of the rules, we, we on the show today, uh, we talked about the four rules, four rules that are the financial institutions. You know, what helps them to maximize their profitability. And that profitability, their profitability is based on four rules. I want all your money. I want more ongoing. I want to keep it forever. I want to give back as little as possible. And, and, and if you understand that, that is how the financial world maximizes their financial potential. It's how they maximize their results, their profits, and their income. Now, if you think about that, if that's their profit-making strategy, how could that strategy be good for you? Simple question, because we all have been sucked into that at one time or another, because what is the product that we are all promoted to do that actually meets that criteria of the financial institutions to perfection? 401ks, IRAs, 403Bs, 457 plans with government employees, and, and 
profit sharing pension plans, all of those plans meet the criteria of maximizing the profit of the financial world, not you and I. It, it's their profit and how they do it. Now, I have created four rules for you and I on our side of the table. You know, it's, you're either on that side of the table, you're on this side of the table. So if you're on this side of the table, the four rules are simple. You got to get to your ability to save 20% of your gross annual income. I said it this morning on the radio and, and, and I really meant it. I said, you need to learn how to pay yourself first. It's, it's really what it comes down to. And people say, well, well, I can't afford to save that much money. No, you, you haven't made a decision to save that much money. You need to look at your gross income and take 20% off the top and there's what you live on. Because if you went to work tomorrow and your employer cut your pay by 20%, you would learn to get by. You would learn to get by. If you did this for a while, the results would be astronomically positive for your future because it allows you to take control of everything else. So saving 20% of your gross annual income we talked about and how to get there. <clears throat> You're not going to do it right out the gate. You know, here's payday. We're going to take 20% off the top. So you need to work through this and do what I would call a cash flow management session. I mean, some people refer to it as a budget. I don't like the term budget. It reminds me of diets. I've been on diets my whole life and they don't work because when you lose the weight and you quit the diet, what you lost comes back and brings friends. You know, you always end up sometimes more than what you started to lose in the first place. So diets don't work. And you know what, because things change continuously, it, it really becomes hard to become rigid to a budget of some kind. There has to be some flexibility and there has to be a, strat a strategy involved. So a strategic plan in, in order to get somewhere. Okay, number two, which is today's topic, is to save 50% of your household income in accessible cash. So if you make 150,000 a year, you should have $75,000 that you have access to without a penalty, without paying the government a tax, without applying for it at a bank. Okay. You need to have access to this money. And, and, and when you have access to this money, what does it do? It, it means I don't need any credit card balances. It means I don't have to have any consumer debt. I, I may be able to buy an automobile and pay cash for it. But, but with that comes the responsibility of paying yourself back. You, you, you have to pay yourself back with interest. Because remember the whole idea of this process that I'm teaching you, I, I, yeah, I, I understand what your goals are. You know, I, I want to have money to pay for college for the kids. I, I want to have a safe and secure retirement with certainty that I'm not going to run out of money. I know that. 
I want to get out of debt. I really do. I want to get out of debt. I don't like being in debt, but I've never been able to get out of debt. That's what we're talking about. Getting out of debt and having enough money at retirement that I don't run out of money before I die. So the money lasts all throughout my life expectancy and beyond. Those are the things we really want, aren't they? I mean, I've talked to thousands of people and they all, those are the four basic answers that I get from people when I ask the question. They want to be able to save more money. They want to be out of debt. They want to have money for college and they want to make sure that they have money for their retirement someday. But the typical way that you are told to accomplish that will not take you to the maximum. It will not provide for you what you really are capable of doing and and what is really possible. It, it, It just isn't going to work if you do it in the typical way, the financial world, because remember there are four rules is they just simply want all your money, control it forever, give back as little as possible and more ongoing, you know, so they just want all your money and they want to control it. Well, if you do that, then then you're going to be the acceptable level of mediocrity and you're going to be those people that get to retirement and the, how many people do you think really know? when they get to retirement, that I have enough to retire without worry. With certainty that I'm never going to be broke. I'm never going to run out of money. And I'm always going to have access to more money because I'm going to need pay raises in retirement. I'm going to need increasing income in retirement. And sometimes I'll have a conversation with people and they'll say, well, you know, as I get older and I slow down, I won't need as much money. No, you'll need more money because the medical bills will get big. Unfortunately, unless you die from some heart attack or something that takes your life immediately, we're almost all of us going to have ongoing increasing medical expenses. I consider myself a very, very healthy guy, but I spend several hundred dollars a month and you can either spend it on medications or, or you can spend it on vitamins, food supplements, and those things that I buy. That helps me stay healthy, but I still spend the money. And as time goes on, th- th- those expenses are gonna increase no matter how you wanna slice it. No matter how you wanna slice it. So the important thing here is h- how long is your go-go years gonna last when you get to retirement? You know, I I ask people the four magic questions. You know, here you are doing the things that the typical financial world is telling you to do. And and in order to have a plan and project that plan, they have to make a bunch of assumptions. And I've already told you before, I don't like, I don't like that word assume. And I'm not going to tell you what it means. If you don't know, just write the word out and split it apart. You'll know what it means. It makes it mm, out of you and me. So that's really what assume is. But here's the question. What interest rate do you have to earn on your savings, your 401k or whatever you're doing for long-term savings? What interest rate do you have to earn so that you will have enough money when you get there 
so that your money will last as long as you do and, and you will not run out of money before you run out of life expectancy. Okay, question two. How much do you have to save on an ongoing regular basis consistently between now and retirement, again, so that you will have enough money when you get there that your money will last as long as you do and last as long as your life expectancy with, with an increasing income because it's going to have to increase. Do you want to go back to the paycheck you had 20 years ago or 10 years ago? I don't think you do. Well, think about retirement. You retire and 10 years into the future, uh, you're going to have to have increases in pay. And if you're not counting on that, you, you, you're just not figuring it out correctly. So you got to have increases in pay. Okay. Third question. How long am I going to have to work making money so that I can save enough so that when I do quit working, I'll have enough money to last the rest of my life until I run out my life expectancy. Okay. And the fourth question, how much will you have to reduce your lifestyle so that the money you will have at that time will last throughout your life expectancy? There's four questions. If you come to see me, I can answer those four questions in 15 minutes and show you actually what the future looks like. It's not hard. But what I'm sharing with you today is understanding that saving that 50% of your gross annual income. Okay, Tom, where do I save it at? It, it could be some of it in a savings account, some of it in balance in a checking account. And actually, you should have a separate checking account. Now, not almost all banks offer free checking accounts now. So don't tell me about fees on checking. You want to create an account. I call mine the wealth coordination account. It says it right on the top of the check above my name, wealth coordination account. I've seen them says dream account, wealth creation account. Name that account because that account becomes your teller window of your banking system. Now, what do I mean by that, Tom? Well, you, when you start saving enough money, you're, something is going to come up and you're going to have to make a capital purchase. Could be a few thousand dollars, could be ten to twenty thousand dollars. Maybe the house needs a roof. I don't know. But when you do that, you want to treat that checking account like the teller window at the bank. You may have money in a savings account. You're going to move it to that checking account. And if it's at the same bank, that's easy to do. And then you're going to write a check out of that account to pay for whatever you're buying. And then what you're going to do is you're going to set up an amortization schedule and you're going to make payments back to yourself. I make lots of debt payments every month. I really love to make those payments because I write all the checks out to me. You, you, you have to do that because you cannot afford to lose the opportunity cost on the money. I mean, I meet folks sometimes and they'll say, Tom, I don't have debt. I pay cash for everything. You finance everything you buy. You either pay somebody else interest to use their money or you lose the interest your money would have earned by paying you cash. 
because I've never met one person in 44 years that told me faithfully they pay themselves back at interest so that they recapture the opportunity cost on the money because the only goal to have for retirement is to have the most I can have when I get there. Whenever that is, I don't know, whenever that is, when I get there, I wanna have the most I can have. Now, how do I do that? I have to start today and start my efficiency plan, the CFO project. That's goal number four. Goal number three is no debt. Goal number four is the CFO project. So that you're now structured like a CFO of a corporation over your household finances. And you're now in a position as your children grow up, you're gonna teach them this along the way. It is so important to understand that. And then to take the next step and start capturing economic human life value for the next generation. And it doesn't cost anything to do it. If you're managing your money properly, you're gonna need places to store money. You're gonna need a capital warehouse, a place to store money where you have unfettered access to it and the government can't see it and can't get at it. Who wouldn't want that? that that's really what we're talking about here. So where do I save this money, Tom? This could be a savings account, could be a checking account. It could be the cash value of a dividend paying whole life policy specifically designed to be a capital warehouse. So it's designed within the tax law to avoid the government, but it's still designed in a way to have high cash value. And in time, it will do better than any bank account you could put money in. I have a policy 38 years old and it has averaged four and a half percent tax-free since the beginning of that policy. It may slower in the beginning, but it gets better and better as time goes on. And, and so from today looking back, it has averaged over four and a half percent annual compounded rate of return since the very first issued date of that policy. Because I'm an owner of the company, that dividend paying mutual life insurance policy, I'm an owner of the company, therefore I share in the profits of the company some of them are certainty and guaranteed, and some of them are dividends that aren't guaranteed, but these companies have paid a dividend every year for 100 plus years. During World War I, World War II, Korean War, the Great Depression, on and on and on and on. So you don't know any history. So you're listening to what the marketing world is telling you. Oh, you don't want that stuff. You want what we got. This is better. And they spend billions of dollars getting you to think that way. Why would they spend billions of dollars to get you to think that way? Because you are their future. Your money is their future. Not yours, it's their future. They don't care about you. They're about making profit. They're about Wall Street. And if you don't believe me, go to the website, go to, to YouTube and look up Montague, the banker. The Banker Montague, M-O-N-T-I-G-U-E, Montague. He, he's a dark-haired guy, curly hair, and he's got black-rimmed glasses. You'll know him when you see him. I challenge you to take the six minutes and just listen to him. Listen to what he says, because it is an insult. But it's the truth. 
It's not about the local manager of the bank. I, I, I love her. She's a great lady. I'm talking about the very inner circle of banking, the Federal Reserve, the inner circle, the Rothschilds in my new book, The Family Money Farm. I did research on the Rothschilds who were the first family of banking. And, and, and there, <laughs> you talk about a conspiracy theory. The conspiracy looks at these folks and say, well, they're only worth a trillion dollars to broke. You know, half a trillion, they're broke. Okay, I'd like to be worth a half a trillion dollars and be considered broke to as much as $50 trillion. So there's been lots of stuff written about the Rothschilds and their family. Because at one time, their family was in all the banks everywhere. And I believe, Tom's opinion, I believe that they are involved in every central banking system in the world, which is in every free country in the world. There's only three countries that there's no Federal Reserve. There's no banking system, banking cartel, as I would refer to it. Where's that at, Tom? Syria, Iran, and North Korea. Those are the only three countries. And, and, and the, the, the family of, of the world, the banking world, they're just simply waiting till all the rest of us bring these three countries on board and they will immediately put a central banking system in that country. So that's all I've got today. I'm going to cut it off there. We've been on here a long time. And, and, and I, I apologize for being late getting started today. But, but man, this thing just didn't want to do what I wanted it to do. I had restarted my computer three times to get beyond the, this stuff and, and set up and, and it didn't work until here we are uh, on, on Facebook Live and Direct. And I apologize for the green screen behind me. But you want to get my book, Family Money Farm? Here it is. There it is. Family Money Farm, the CFO Project. Get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. All the big booksellers have this book. You can email me or contact me through Facebook and I'll send you an invoice through YouTube. I'll send you an autographed copy, okay? If you go to the CFO-project.com, put in your name and email address, you'll get a PDF of the new book. You'll get a link where you can actually download it onto your computer, your cell phone, and read it that way. Or, and beyond that, I'm gonna ask you to invest $47 and you're gonna get this book, Life Insurance Will It Pay When I Die. I wrote this book several years ago, but chapter eight in this book, it's a, this is this is uh, revision number two. This is uh, redone. And, and it's added information in here about IUL, some new products that came into existence since I wrote the original book. But chapter eight in this book is the secret because it's all about opportunity cost. With that, Jumpstart Your Financial Freedom, Live Your Life Insurance by Tim Butler. I wrote the foreword on that book and Nelson's book. Here's the book. You can get the whole book. Send me an email or contact me through Facebook. The book's $20 plus tax and shipping. If you go to cfo-project.com, put in your name, email address, get a copy PDF of my new book, spend $47 on your future. Invest $47. I mean, when was the last time you went out to dinner and you spent $47 and you weren't even satisfied? You were unhappy. This comes with a money-back guarantee, folks. 
What you get here is part one. It, it's the concept of what's going on. And then Kim Butler's book, Live Your Life Insurance, that I wrote the forward in. And then with that, you get access to a one hour video, The Secret to Wealth Creation. That video has had over 500 views in the last six months. You, you, you need to watch that video. With that, God bless. I'll be back tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow we're going to talk about snowballing debt and getting out of debt is what our topic's going to be tomorrow. So, uh, hey, God bless, and we'll see you tomorrow.